Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Good evening, Happy New Year, our spooky Sundays, whoever you are, our beautiful parastalkers and lurkers and um, the, the darksiders and I've forgotten all the words we used to use because we've had a holiday. How great has that been, Renata? Oh, it's been wonderful. Welcome oh. back to the studio. Welcome back, everyone. So I'm Anne. That over there is Renata. Oh, that. That, that. That over there. Yes. That over there. We're, we're currently streaming live on YouTube. So if you want to see what we're doing live, um, and we'll remain there after uh, we uh, finish the live. We do the first 15 minutes live so you can see our faces. Yes. Um, see Anne how and Ren- we're truly enjoying this. Anne and Renata Frightfully Good is what you need to look up. And I am wearing Emmy's T-shirt today she gave us, which is... Is frightfully good world domination 2023. Yep, watch out. Yep, we're Here coming we for you. <laughs> Here we come. And Auntie Renata has already stated that I have to be more sensible this year. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It's like waving a red flag in front of me, Renata. You know what that does. Well, it's just a know. challenge. It's a challenge. Accept it. It's a, Accept oh. it. Now we're going to dive deeper. We're going to work harder to find the best stories, the best stories out there, Um, the paranormal stories, the things that will make us go, hmm. Mm. Uh, And we we almost ditched the ABC of superstitions, almost, but I I sort of feel like I need to get to the end of the alphabet before we ditch it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, then we'll come up with something else that Mm -hmm. we can talk about. But uh, uh, we've got the ABC of superstitions tonight. And I'm doing J, because that's where we're up to, for jogging. I'm going to prove to you all that we should never go jogging or running. How's that? Yeah, well, I, I subscribe to that. Yeah, I'm, already, I'm already there with yeah, no superstitions absolutely. at all. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll make a superstition up just so I don't have to. Yeah, all right then. Mm. Um, if you're breathing, you shouldn't jog. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's it's so bad for you. Yeah, it's, I know. Sport is bad for oh, you. It's bad for you. You risk your life going. You can out have there. a heart attack. That's, that's true. You might sweat. <clears throat> oh, who wants to do that? Gosh, uh, it was over right. thirty in Newcastle today. God, really it was hot. Yes. Oh, so I sat inside in the aircon oh, all day. See, there you go. Yeah, I don't right. do hot. Right. What story? I have, you have got? a story. I have a story to start the year off, and this is a cracker. Oh, I like a cracker. It comes from England, of course. Of course. And this is just new. This happened just before Christmas. This story Ooh. landed in the Derbyshire Live. Times, paper, newspaper, whatever it was. And this is about a psychic woman who saw a dead hamster spirit rise (gasps) from his body. A dead... We're starting the show with a dead animal? Yes. That's not like you. I know, but I I just... I saw a dead hamster and I couldn't resist. (laughs) As long as there's no gaff tape involved, we'll be fine. Keep going. So a 64-year-old occupational therapist from Derby has claimed that she saw her dead hamster spirit rise from its body in a bizarre paranormal event that changed everything. Oh, wow. Her name is Helen Elwood, and she claims she saw the spirit of her friend's dead hamster. See, the story's already changed. When she was younger... Now, a woman claims she saw her dead hamster spirit rise from its body 
and it did change everything. I said that again. Yes, I know. I feel it's like been, it's been written twice. Uh, and Helen uh, Elwood, who claims to be slightly psychic, Just believes she bit. saw the ghost of her friend's dead hamster rise from its body three times oh. after it died in her <laughs> so hands. So glad we're being more serious this year, Renata. After, uh, look, this is my yeah, the next story serious. After it died in her hands when she was younger. Oh, oh that's so sad. She shouldn't have clapped her hands that, while it was in her hands. That would leave a trauma. It would, and a bloodstain. I'm sorry, little ears, if you've had a dead hamster in your hands. That's just been sad. Oh, good God. So the occupational therapist uh, said that the spooky event changed everything for her and she now believes in an afterlife, having once been very sceptical. She told the publication, publication, we all wonder where our pets go when they die and whether we'll ever see them again. Now, as a youngster, I would have said they go nowhere. I was sceptical of everything spiritual and terrified of death. She continued, there were no angels to take care of us. <gasps> no. Blasphema. She said that out loud? Put and it in print? And heaven was a fairy tale. Mm, still is. No, that what? Sorry, all that was changed, outside voice. That all changed when my, I know one person who ain't going there and he just died. Never mind. Um, yes. <clears throat> that all changed when, can we do a story about him, please? About uh, who? God? Uh, no, no, no. Um, that person that died this week that's just not going to go to heaven at all anytime soon. That all one time I wish there was hell, yep. When my friend's hamster Beryl, um, that's either the hamster's name or her friend's name. (laughs) Beryl. That all changed when my friend's hamster Beryl died in my hands. Oh, Beryl was the hamster. Oh, Beryl was the hamster. Seeing her soul rise from her body changed everything. Oh, what that's the experience. fourth time. That's the fourth time you've well, said it. Well, that's like, every, look, there's one thing that happens. They've got to stretch it out to a story, okay? Yeah, they've got <laughs> saying the same thing four times. She was in my arms and I knew she was dying. Before then, I had no belief system. It was all nonsense as far as I was concerned. But suddenly Beryl's body became fractionally lighter. And a hamster <laughs> Oh, You're picking on me for being more serious and you're producing this? Come a hamster... Sh- this, this, it, it's true. It was it's, in the newspaper. It's, it's written down, it's true. A hamster-shaped sort of dark gold mist began rising up. Oh, that's beautiful. A dark gold mist? I know. Are you sure it didn't break now, wind? The 64-year-old who has documented her paranormal experiences in the book Love, Death and Beyond said that she initially ignored what she might have seen. I couldn't quite believe it. Uh, what... I could see, I couldn't quite believe what I could see because I didn't even believe humans had souls, let alone hamsters. I was stunned and so dismissed it initially as a trick of the light. It was just too strange, she said. However, this is not the only paranormal experience that Helen has experienced. I'm not at all surprised, you know. Over the years, she explained as a teenager, I had clairvoyant dreams. Mm Mm-hmm. I dismissed every one of them because I was afraid of being thought of as crazy and ridiculed. Mm -hmm. My dad was a Christian and my mum an atheist. Oh, well, that was an interesting combination in the one house. (sighs) Got a balanced upbringing then. I denied denied it within myself even though my dreams were coming true. I had repeated visions, for example, that a friend of mine was in trouble by a road. I contacted her by post and she told me that she had been by a road after a bike accident. Right. She'd been by a road. Wow, that's very psychic. It's right. 
You need to proofread your I stories lo- I love without surprise. <laughs> Don't I we love, all? I love the surprise of working out surprise. what I'm going to read. Oh, yes, she continued. Let me continue, please. Um, in another dream, I was visited by my uncle who had died. When he came to me in my dreams, I didn't know he had passed away and was told he had died the next day. Oh, I'm very sad. The occupational therapist went on to detail how these bizarre events helped open her mind to the possibility of an afterlife. This has led to me accepting a bigger world, a wider world, and accepting that I was part of it. These experiences are also really common. I've spoken to a veterinarian nurse who told me loads of people have these experiences. Oh, that is the reason why I wrote my book, and that's why I'm pushing this well, that's actually by a, a newspaper thing. article. Some people, for instance, feel their dead cat jump on the bed. This is true. Or hear their dog's tail wagging. Yeah. I'm not an extraordinary person. I'm an ordinary person who has written it down. Also, Christmas is a time when people think of those they've lost. Mm-hmm. It's very true. She added she used to have a fear of death before recently collapsing with heart failure. <gasps> oh, no. She's writing this from the other side. After that, no. She's channeled no, it. No, she's come back. Okay. After that, it was a brief visit. I've had my beliefs changed. It's really helped and I'm less afraid than I would have been. I was able to take some deep breaths and pray, even though for no, re- re- even though for no specific religion. It has given me courage and but I want to share that, that with oh, other people. I'm not allowed to talk. No. Uh, and you can buy Helen's book on Amazon. If you get it, yeah, no, but look, it's a good thing it's like. that she actually has put it down writing because there would be other people who are having similar experiences That's and correct. it normalises it a little bit more for them. Yes, that is true. Have you ever had an experience with an animal spirit in your own home or one of your animals? I have. What happened? Um, it was after our Rotty had passed away. You uh, had a Rotty? I had a Rotty. I know you had a Husky. I had a Rotty too. Oh. He, was, he was the most gorgeous, delicious little, a little? sooky, beautiful massive, boy. Massive, big boy. Oh, he was, uh, yeah, he was beautiful. And um, after he passed away, uh, it, the first Christmas after he had passed, um, I was putting up the Christmas decorations mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I Felt him. I, I felt that they talk about a tail wagging. He d- didn't have much of a tail, but I could feel him come up and nudge me. Yeah. When I was putting the the Christmas decorations up. Oh. Yeah. And we've had bright, um, coloured. Uh, I know everyone's going to say she's saying the word orbs, but this is the ones that you can see with your eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were at that level of um, puppy dog level. Oh. And this one actually kind of just went around and through. Our lounge room. Both my husband and I saw it. Oh, it's even better that two of you yeah. saw it. Yeah. Both sharing the same. Woo! Yes, <laughs> yes. So, if you've had an experience where you have uh, felt the presence of a fur baby, an animal that you have raised, and they've passed. And so sorry for that for you, because it's just like any other member of the family going. They are an integral part of our family. Send us through a text on zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six, and we'll share it with everyone else that's yeah. listening tonight. We'd love to tell you stories. Maybe we can uh, introduce a segment with listeners' stories. Yes. 
That would yeah. be a bit of fun, wouldn't it? Yep. Um, now, we, we do, before we go to our next song, we do have a, a little bit of a sad announcement to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have lost one of our segments for this year. Yes, we have. The yep. gorgeous Christy from Magical Moments has decided that she's not going to continue doing it for 2023. Um, she is working her freckle off. She is working six days a week, plus she is studying, mm-hmm. and she just doesn't have the time. Yep. Yep. And look, we are so grateful for the it was eighteen months worth, wasn't mm, it? Absolutely. Um, that she gave us for Christie's magical moments, and as a little bit of tribute to Crispy tonight, and we like to call her Crispy. Um, text in what your favourite moment was in the uh, Christie's magical moments, and uh, we'll read them out on air so that she knows how much you guys loved her. Uh, we're very sad she's left us, but um, now we've got to work out what we're going to do. Oh, I know exactly what we're going to do. Oh, okay. So that's zero four nine zero. 084886 uh, and also if you have any paranormal questions pop them in as well uh, we do have a segment coming up from 8.30 where we read your comments and answer your questions so yeah and I will be back after this yeah. with uh, the ABC of Superstitions Jogging Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata only on Newcastle Live Radio brought to you by Thrive Broking flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business and welcome back to Spooky Sunday Time with your hosts Anne and Renata. And we want to give a big shout out and thank you to Thrive Broking, Broking for sponsoring us. Now, look, if uh, Santa did not bring you what you wanted at Christmas time, or oh, he didn't bring me anything. Oh well, yeah. Or maybe um, you've got a great business idea to start off the new mm. year, and you just need a bit of finance to help you get underway. Talk to Emma over at Thrive Broking, and she will be able to give you some advice. And uh, let you know the best way to go about getting those funds. So uh, that is thrivebroking.com.au and tell her that Anne and Renata sent you. And she's at Thornton. So yeah. they're, they're very they local. They are local people. Yep. Which is wonderful. Now, ah, my turn. Mm, so I had to bend Renata's arm backwards to uh, keep my ABC of superstition. <laughs> she wasn't real keen on it. I could tell when I said, shall we do this next year? She went, oh, <laughs> I can read your mind, Renata. No. Now, look, I, I had to come up with something for Jay. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking Jade, Jasper, Juniper Berries. Mm. Wasn't terribly exciting. So I thought jogging. I wonder if there's any superstitions to do with jogging. And you know what? There is. Yep. Yep. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised either. I've pulled a thousand of them out just so that I don't have to go. <laughs> Look, I I think it's a curse to go and buy some joggers actually. Do you? But yes. If you buy joggers and you take them home and you put them in Oh, you're in, talking in about the cupboard. shoes? Yes. I thought you were going to buy some no. joggers and stick no, them no, in the cupboards. It's, it's, <laughs> yes, it's, it, you'll be cursed. Oh, well, I, I do have some and I'm going to be uh, going to the gym in them. So I won't be running, I'll be walking. Mm, okay. Well, but s- let, thrill me, thrill me. All right, I'm going to thrill you, Renata. Right, so first off, now when I started researching this, it seems that they, they're talking about people who do the jogging or the running or the marathons and races and, and that sort of thing. 
So not uh, your normal... The, the long distance sort of stuff. Not your normal mums and dads that get out there at the crack of dawn well, for half an hour. Yeah, well, the, these ones dress up in crocodile suits and, and sumo wrestlers and jog in those um, fun runs I and things. I love those. They're I great, love the ones that We should do up. that one year and a <laughs> Not. Oh, <laughs> would you pay money for us to be <laughs> dress up as sumo how wrestlers much, and, and... How much would somebody have to pay you to run a half marathon in a sumo wrestler suit? A lot. A lot. Pick a figure. <laughs> I no idea. $10,000 each? <laughs> we do it? Yeah, that's a good there. Yeah, that's yeah, good. All right. Tax free. <laughs> We'd give about 1000 to charity and keep the other 9000 Yeah. Right. So this is what we need to do if we're going to do that. So first off, you need to have some lucky shirts, shorts or socks. They feel that uh, when you're going to race in these races, that if you don't wear your lucky stuff, then things could go wrong with you and you're going to kiss your PB goodbye. Yes. Do you know what your PB is? Personal best. Oh, good. I didn't know what it was. Thanks. No, I did. Uh, So there are some people have their favourite pair of shorts or a singlet and some of them are so threadbare that they actually have to put on a second pair to hide the fact that the other one is falling to bits. Uh, particularly underwear, the, the fellas. Oh, okay. um, if if their uh, underwear has got too thin, they might slip a little bit of a product out the corner, which make it a little bit of a contortion to run. So you've got to Ouch. make sure that um, even if they are gross Nasty and rash. droopy, that you... Um, Excuse me? The, the, the underwear. Oh, right. Now, you took it there. Not me. Uh, that, um, yeah, you just got to be careful of that. Now, also, the way you dress for your jogging event, uh, there's a set order that you must put your clothes on because they swear that you'll get your fastest times if you dress in a certain order. Oh, what a lot of rubbish. Uh, <laughs> how do you know, Renata? Have you tested no. this? No, no. Right, well, some people say that you've got to put your left sock on before your right sock. However, there are others who say the opposite. So you've got to go with what works for you. Uh, or maybe you have to put your uh, shorts on first, uh, or your, your sh- it's shorts first and the shirt second, or um, switching order, you just may as well stay at home. There's no point in running. <laughs> in other words, just do what you like. Yeah. Uh, now, the the morning you've got, like, the marathon or the race or whatever it is, it's also important that you eat the same food every time you race. Right. You mm-hmm. can't change it up. So make sure you pick something that you like because, um, yeah, even down to the brand. So if you have, like, peanut butter on toast, it's got to be the same brand every time. Mm-hmm. That sounds a little bit um, OCD to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not not necessarily superstitious. Uh, there are also um, superstitions regarding long-haired runners. You've got to wear a fast braid. So it's a type of braid that you put through your hair um, that will make you go faster. Some people prefer the ponytail with a half, half a pack of clips to make sure everything stays in place. The tighter the braid, the faster the feet is the same. Okay. I could never braid. I really sucked at braiding. Uh, Now, there is also a bit of a furore over whether you should run in clean shoes or dirty shoes. 
The running community is divided on this one. Some runners swear they have to clean their shoes before race day or else there's no way they can expect to have a good run. While others, their personal best in their shoes, once and once they've got their personal best, they can never clean those shoes again. They've got to stay dirty. Okay. You're learning so much here, aren't I you? I am. I'm retaining I, all I of this information. I can't believe you wanted to get rid of this segment. It's, me, me neither. It's now, gold. Now listening to all that you're saying, yeah, I've yeah. got no idea why I didn't want you to do oh, this. I know. And bib numbers. Do you know about bib, bib numbers? No. Do you know when you're, you're jogging in the marathon <clears> and they put a number on you? Yeah, I have seen that in pictures somewhere, yes. <laughs> Well, there there is people that um, you've got to get a certain number within that number or you're just going to have a bad race. Oh. You can just forget about it. Mm. Uh, there was I watched that Sydney Marathon. You know where they do that? Where people that, die. Is that, on, <laughs> is, that the one? is that New Year's Day or something oh, or other? Uh, yeah, they probably on the hottest day of the year. <laughs> they all get up with a hangover and then they just all run and you just sort of sit there and you go, but why? Yeah. Why, why are you doing why this? Why would you do that? Why are you destroying the harmony of your life by running? Yeah. Um, now, th- there was... Uh, something that I oh there was pins as well for your bib you've got to use the same four safety pins every single time um, there's somebody that's used the same pin since 1995 uh, because they just want to make sure they've got that luck happening now they they actually interviewed a few people and got their superstitions to find out exactly what they do before the race um, this person said I put my right sock on first and then my right shoe before I put on the left if everything is on properly on the right side, then I know I'm going to have a good day. And that's Ethan. Bless Ethan. Oh, Ethan. Right. He must be an executive that sits behind a desk all day and have, has nothing else to worry about. Yep. Now, this is referring to the bib numbers, this one. I must make one positive association with uh, at least one number in my bib, no matter how challenging what would happen if you got 666 as your number? Mm, don't know. You'd, you'd be There's struggling. Just go up in a puff of smoke. I'd just go and find a coffee shop and sit down and have a donut. <laughs> That's right. There's no point. There's no point going in. No point. No point at all. Um, now, this person said, um, oh, by the way, the uh, that person remained anonymous. If I have anything bothering me, such as a sore foot, whatever side of the body it's on, I then put a temporary tattoo on that side of my body, left sock, right sock, left shoe, right shoe, tie left, tie right. God. So much to remember. What does the tattoo do? Don't know. I don't understand. All right, this person. What's it a tattoo of? Whatever. It's temporary. Whatever it is, it could be the bird. Who knows? Uh, now this one. Uh, my biggest running superstition is a Batman cape. Yes, you heard me correctly. I run every race with a Batman cape on. At this point, I'm afraid to run without it, even though I think I could probably do better without the added distraction. I think that's brilliant. Like, if you're going to go (laughs) running, you may as well do it as a dress-up. Yep. I'd go as a fairy. I I would. In a tutu and stockings? Yeah, tutu and a wand. I would. If I had to go as a fairy, I'd be wearing a very long tutu that went right down to my ankles. Nobody's seen these legs. They're chunky. Um, all right. Always double knot shoes for a race because... Um, oh, you don't want to go slipping over on your slip sliding on the... Yeah, but never shoelaces. double knot them for training runs. You Why? only Because you can run over on training runs. It's not so important. But on the big day, you can't. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. 
Okay, so that way you're you're saying to your brain, oh, it's double knot day. This is race day. I've got to run fast today. It's a bit of witch magic there. Yeah. Now this person, Ivana, Ivana T. I wonder if it's oh, Ivana. Ivana, Ivana Trump. Oh, I bet it's does, she, does she does she go racing? She oh, she, she must, jobs, but she's just put tea. I never. Let's just stay anonymous. I I never eat the last bite of my pre-race Cliff Bar. Oh, that's her. That's definitely her. I've no idea where, why, or how I got this started. This person has got a bright green pair of socks and a pair of bright orange ones. And during warm-ups, I'll wear the orange on the left foot and the green one on the right foot. Before the races, I'll take them off and put the unworn ones on. But this time, the green goes on the left and the orange on the right. This is doing my head in. Right. I can't do any more of those. Okay. That's crazy. I think we should go and have a, a Bex and a lie down oh. while the, the next um, sh- uh, yeah, song might, is on. I'm yes. going to go for a jog around the studio. Oh. See what happens with so no what? shoes on. Oh, You're breaking all the rules. Watch me go. All right, we're going to head off to a song. We'll be back after this with your questions. So uh, text, I was going to say sext them in. Don't sext them in. Text them in to 0490-84886. We'll be back shortly. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata. And it's spooky chat time. Spooky chat time. And thank you for all those people that have texted through. Uh, I'll give you all the shout outs. Robert says, spooky Sundays. Hi, ladies, and welcome back to the radio station. And welcome to 2023. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert, one of our biggest supporters. We really appreciate you. Uh, now, I've got a text from someone. They didn't say who it is, but they said, when are you's lovely ladies coming to Melbourne? Oh, soon. Hopefully this year at some point in time. Uh, we try and get to Melbourne once a year because we see the beautiful and lovely people down at Geelong Deb. Jail. Oh, yeah. Deb. Deb Robinson down at Geelong Jail. And uh, last year we went down for a weekend and did workshops and a whole lot of awesome stuff. We yeah. did uh, uh, participated in one of their ghost tours and mm-hmm. it was amazing. It was a great night. So hopefully we will uh, hopefully get there again this year at some mm. point in time. Well, we're trying to get the Buttsman down there with Mrs. Buttsman, but there's baby Buttsman coming yeah. and uh, she won't be able to fly. So oh. <laughs> that's not going to happen for a while with them. But uh, we hope to get them down there as well and do some filming and some ghost hunting and we've just got to find some venues that will have us that will happily have us yes what's going on there peoples with these venues that are going oh, a bit too much trouble just don't know what that's going to do if you know if we say that the place is haunted you know well people will just not come yeah. They won't come. Now, look, we've got Big Byron has texted through for the first time. He was oh, the one that sent the hello, test Big message. Big Byron. Uh, he said, uh, hello, Big Byron here. If I sense something, someone in my room or sitting down, is it my brain or am I feeling something? Mm. Well, if you're sensing someone sitting down, it's a combination of both. You will feel something, especially if you are already on that bed, you will feel the pressure of someone sitting down. That's what normally starts that connection like that, physical something, yeah, that yeah. something is happening. It's not your brain going, someone's about to sit down and then you feel it. Uh, it's normally that sensation of, oh, someone sat down and then you get hit by all of the adrenaline uh, with your body going, hold on, there's no one here. There's someone sitting on this bed. How you better get frightened. Happen? 
you better start to run. So um, it's that fight or flight. Yeah, sort of thing. it's it's definitely a bodily thing. Yeah, your body reacts to the energy that it doesn't recognise. Mm. Um, good question there, Byron. Uh, also, he said uh, I lost my cat a few years ago, and he always used to knock cups over. Um, there was a cup at the back of the kitchen bench, and it flew off the bench and onto the floor, and that happened a couple of times. Oh, oh. it's your pussy. He's <laughs> in your pussy. I totally no, I'm not a cat person, uh, but I totally understand. Oh, you don't mind my cats? No, I'm look. You, I'm you an like animal Ollie. person, yeah. but I've I've just always had dogs. Yeah, but um, if anyone's selling a Maine Coon really cheaply, I'll buy it. For you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think this is Catherine. Um, hi, it's me. Happy Sunday, and I think you got the first award because that was eleven forty a.m. No, it was actually Robert. No, yeah. that see, it's today eleven forty a.m. Robert's was seven twenty p.m. But if you look, there's another one that oh, Robert sent in before. All right, I'm going to have to check. We'll do that later. Um, I can see it there's right now. There's a dispute going there on. There is one from last year, but the very first one says Friday at 7:34 p.m. Okay, all right, I might be wrong. Maybe. I could be gaslighting you. Who knows? Uh, We've got some favourite crispy stories here. Love the whiff of lavender on the hoo-ha. Oh, that that just embedded itself in your brain, hasn't it? Oh, and you know what? It's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Miss Christy. She is in Melbourne celebrating and having yamacha last time I checked. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Erin, hello, gorgeous Erin. She said, I feel my fur baby mostly at night as she tried to wake me up from nightmares or when her boyfriend Levi came over I remember her telling us about her boyfriend Uh, please let people know oh Spooky Night will be back in February yes tell Mm -hmm. people about Spooky Night yes Spooky Night Uh, that's uh, a night that we do uh, we've been doing last year with the beautiful Erin from CEDA, C-D-A-H, which is a disability community community group here in Newcastle. And uh, Erin's been beautiful in trying to organise some sites for us to go and investigate. Yeah. Um, And she's got us some really good ones too. She has. I like her skills in getting those venues. Mm -hmm. Doing a good job there, um, Erin. All right, what have we got now, Maxine? Uh, I have a cat. I have had a cat who passed away still roaming around in my old place because my other cat would play with it. Ah. Uh, it sounded like a herd of elephants running through. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. And Maxine's favourite crispy moment was uh, when we all did the banana thing. Oh, yes. <laughs> now I'm remembering. Yes, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. we're laughing that hard we can't actually breathe. Yes. And it's like, we're radio, it's live, somebody has to speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, Yindi Amara. Uh, we lost our seven-year-old blue healer. Oh, that's too young. Yeah. She would sneak into our walk-in wardrobe to sleep in the same room as myself and my wife. Oh. I hear the same noises now she would make in the robe, and I've had my hand licked a few times. Oh, that's just beautiful. Oh, and there's nothing physically there. Oh, hmm. God, our animals are special. They are. More, I more tell you what, they keep us sane. 
in a lot of cases, they, they save lives. They keep us sane. And it breaks my heart when some people have to, and I know they have to at times, give up their animals because their circumstances have changed or they don't have any a home or, or they mm. can't take their animals to a, a new rental space. Yep. And they have to give their animals away um, and to places like um, the Newcastle Dog Rescue. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just so sad. They've got lots of animals now that have come in because Christmas has happened. Because of the, I can't use the C word on radio, the people that drop off the old pets because they've got a new puppy. Yes. Oh. If you're one of those people, you can unfriend me now. Go away. Uh, yeah, so please, uh, if you are looking at getting an animal or could help or even fostering at the moment, they are full to the brim. Absolutely. Um, and I'd want to give a shout out to uh, Isaac and Claire who are supporting the Newcastle Dog Rescue Group at the moment mm-hmm. and have a bit of a fundraiser and they're trying to get as many dogs adopted as we can. Yeah. I've got my eye on Kizzy for um, Sarah and Alex because they're going to be buying a house soon and they mm-hmm. wanted a, a Staffy Cross uh, uh, what's Kelpie and this little dog is a Staffy Cross Kelpie and she's about the same size as my Koo because they oh. love Koo oh. so um, apparently she's very well behaved so I've got my eye on Kizzy for them They had a pug too that was going to become I available. saw that Oh no And they had a um, oh, French Bulldog or something oh, like no. that I've, I've Had got, all these really good breeds no, you'd, you'd keep, They cost too much the bloody vets oh, those I dogs know. <laughs> oh, I know Now look, look oh. I've got a very interesting message here from Deborah Ann. Yeah, but let's go to a song. And no, we'll but I'm going to drop oh, this one before okay. we go to the song All right, okay. because we're going to need you people to let me know if this is true. She said, good evening, ladies. Isn't Ivana Trump dead? Have I missed something? Mrs. Trump? No, that's a previous, a previous one. Yeah. The previous president, yeah, Donald Trump's no, wife. No, and she's a previous wife. Oh, there's there's a different Mrs. Trump. Yes. Oh, I don't know. Well, somebody's going to have to let me know. Is Ivana dead? Oh, what a way to go. Let's let's while we're um, (laughs) I couldn't segue that at all. But you know, we're here. Um, while we're thinking about poor Ivana, we are going to be uh, singing along, and we're going to be giving ourselves permission to shine. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And it's still spooky chat time, but before we go any further, I have to retract something. Really, Anne? Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Because uh, you were right, Robert was the first award. First award. (laughs) I'm I'm having trouble admitting that I was wrong. Defeat, yes. So my words are stumbling out. Yes. He actually sent that message on Friday at 7.34pm. Bless you, Robert. Yeah, she's smirking now. (laughs) Smirking. I can't say smirking, Mergen, can I? (laughs) No, you can't. No. And if you're not sure what a Merkin is, look it up. Yeah. Just, Google it. Just be careful with what you end up seeing there. <laughs> um, all right. So Lisa uh, has come on and said her favourite crispy segment was lavender. Oh, yes, that's an unforgettable moment yeah. in time. All right. She's got a question for you. Mm? I'm wondering if spirits can grow older or even younger. Oh, what a contentious question that is. 
And it, who the freaking hell knows? Who knows? I My theory on this, after watching lots of um, psychic medium TV shows? TV shows, is that the spirit will show themselves to whoever is doing the reading um, to give validation to the person they're giving the reading to or the way that that person would recognise them. Mm-hmm. Um, because they talk about uh, uh, babies that have been lost, they will appear grown up. Mm-hmm. And then other times you'll say that they will see them uh, still cradling a baby in their arms. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's what that person needs to hear or how that person would recognise them is how they would... Yes. Come across, but what happens on the other side? Yes, no idea. No idea. No uh, idea. It's a really good question. Um, I'd love to be able to give my um, opinion on that, but I, I honestly don't have one because we've heard so many different stories. And as you say, Anne, when I get a sense of someone there, they're showing me either something that they've done. Um, that is uh, important to, to the person that's sitting there mm-hmm. and they can um, understand. Recognise it, yep. Or there's something about them that they're showing me um, that will make sense for the person who's asking the question. Um, but yes, um, yes, do they grow older? Um, it's it's one of those things that if you have had that experience, no one can tell you otherwise. No one can tell you that that isn't how uh, your loved one showed themselves to you because it is such a personal thing that has happened for you. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm just not sure. Yeah. Um, Daniela has let us know that Ivana is the daughter of Ivanka, uh, who was the wife, and she was the original gold digger, according to Big Byron, <laughs> oh, and she's no, no longer with us. And uh, Friday night, yeah, it was an awesome night. Uh I'm fully recovered, but Renata's still a little weary today. I'm weary. Uh, but you did have to work all day. I did. Um, so, Beck, welcome back. We've missed you. She said, I felt our dog's presence now and then. I hear him sniffing around or walking into the room, particularly around my eldest son's room. My dad told me a story that my nan was doing the washing one day and suddenly stepped over something in the laundry. And when he asked, what did you just step over? She replied, I just stepped over the dog. There you go. Wow, beautiful. <laughs> I wonder if it's muscle memory. Um, it is possible to stop that fight or flight response. Is it possible to stop that fight or flight response when something paranormal happens? Um, I wouldn't want to stop it because that's sometimes the way that you understand that something paranormal is happening. Your body actually detecting it and being able to give you that sign to say, hey, take close Attention, pay close attention mm. to this because something weird is going on. Yeah. It doesn't um, necessarily mean it's bad. No, it's just something no. the body doesn't recognise, so it prepares. Yes. So uh, I'd, I'd kind of treat it as your signal, your your yeah. superpower to say, yes, something Breathe through it. weird is happening. Can you get rid of it? Mm. it well, it's a it's, chemical response. So yeah. It's actually a release of adrenaline, so you, you can't. Like like everything, the more you get used to, the less it's going to affect you. But um, there, there are still big moments where that big dump of energy happens. Yeah, I've We've been doing some big news. dumps, I know. Um, I forgot what I was going to say then. I got excited about the big dump. <laughs> uh. <laughs> 
time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Brought to you by Thrive Broking. Flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And welcome back everyone to the second hour of Spooky Sundays <laughs> with your hosts Anne and Renata and I'm the spooky one and Anne's the kooky one. Oh, I like that. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I'll happily okay? take that, yeah. yeah. So I've got a tiny, teeny, weeny little story to begin uh, the second hour with. But You know what to do. Speak slowly. Yeah. Yes. And repeat myself three times. Four times. Uh, But before (laughs) that, we're going on holidays this year. No, not holidays. No, we're we're working. Working. Working working away Because it's a tax deduction when we're working. Yes, we're going overseas. Can you just ramble off the countries we're going to this year? Um, okay, well, I mean, I'm heading off on a cruise in three weeks' time. I don't care where you're going. <laughs> I'm going to New I, Zealand I have n- with I my husband. Do not care. The boat will rock. Uh, and then <laughs> she's rolling her eyes yet again. Oh. Uh, she's she's about to write down a black mark against my name. I just sort of pick up a pen. Tick. Uh, oh, no, not a tick across, I do believe. Um, then we are on the 17th of May. We are flying out to Ireland. We're going to spend a week in Ireland and then we're flying over to to the UK and we're going to our gorgeous friend Beth's wedding, another Mm -hmm. paranormal investigator that we love to bits. Uh, We'll be in the UK for a week and then... I got a fantastic deal on some flights. It was cheaper to fly from Amsterdam back home than it was to go to Heathrow back home. But the weird thing is it flies from um, Amsterdam to Heathrow to back home and it was cheaper. Anyway, uh, so we will be in Amsterdam for around about five to six days as well. Mm. Uh, maybe five days. We might make it a little bit longer in the UK. We'll see what happens. We haven't actually planned the in-between stuff because we're still trying to gather money to pay for the in-between stuff um so yeah that's that's that trip then my husband and i were going to germany and prague on the dave schrader tour and um as most of you know that when i read the uh itinerary i thought i can't go without renata so um we we had to take Renata, so uh, we're we're saving our shekels for that one as well. We, we we buy one flight in one direction, and then we save some more money, and then we buy another flight. Um, so we'll be going to Germany and Prague. And then we're flying over to the UK because you're going to catch up with your other travel buddy, Gail. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I are going to go to the Isle of Isla because he loves his scotch. So uh, we'll be doing some scotch, scotch tasting. So we'll be over there for probably about five days. So all up we'll be gone for about three weeks. Now we, we were going to the US at the beginning of the, uh, the that first trip, but it uh, got pushed back a week and it just meant we were going to be away from home for five and a half weeks, which we can't afford to do. No. Uh, but then at the end of the year, we are going to New Orleans. Mm, yes. If we can never get our <coughs> price list. Yes. <laughs> we promise. Don't start me. We Don't start me. We promise it's We're just coming. not as important as all those big name stars. Yes. She doesn't realise we've already sold this tour out. We just mm. need the, the information. Anyway. Mm. All right. I'm going to tell you a little story. Uh, and I came across this twice. So I thought, oh, that's a bit of a sign. And if you go to the Newcastle Live Radio Facebook page, 
community page, mm-hmm. you'll actually see the picture of the devil baby. <gasps> oh. So I'm showing it to Anne right now. Okay, okay. Right. So it's a little plaque that sits on a gravestone. It's been worn away dreadfully and it's cracked. A bit distorted but now. But it seems to be cracked right through where the mouth of the little child oh, is. Oh, it looks a bit like the Joker. And it looks a little bit like it's got fangs. Oh, right? darling. So this has been written by Derek Cochran and it's an it's an older story. So this is a mysterious grave of the devil's baby Ravenswood, West Virginia. Ravenswood, a city located in Jackson County, West Virginia, along the Ohio River, has always been a place of dark history. The town was built on a tract of land once owned by George Washington. Riverboats used to travel the Ohio River and Ravenswood was a major stop along their way. During the Civil War, a battle was fought about a mile north at Buffington Island. Many famous and non-famous visitors have come and went over the years at Ravenswood and naturally some ghosts stayed behind to roam the area. The cemetery is filled with some very interesting people. Even a Napoleon bodyguard is buried in the cemetery. Growing up in Ravenswood, West Virginia, I had never paid much mind to any ghost stories. I guess you say I was just interested in the girls. A friend of mine told me a story that the devil's baby was buried in the local cemetery. He claimed a tombstone which bore a photo of a baby with fangs glowed in the dark. He also claimed that at midnight you hear a baby cry. Now this this and there's a little bit more to this story to go, but this is how these myths and legends get started. You know the Airbnb that I was in that over um, the year for my husband's sixtieth, mm-hmm. we heard a baby crying at midnight too. Did you? Yeah. And three a.m. Mm-hmm. And then we heard the thumps of little feet at seven a.m. Mm. Four that, nights running. It wasn't paranormal. And it wasn't paranormal. It was my granddaughter. <laughs> So being the unbeliever that I was, I took him up on the offer to visit this grave for myself, of course, at night. Well, there we were, walking around a graveyard at night, no flashlight, just the light of the moon, when all of a sudden I saw a glow. A gravestone was glowing. When I saw it, I was amazed (gasps) and not scared. The photo on the gravestone did indeed glow in the dark, and the photo of the baby did look as though it had fangs. But we never heard a baby cry. Must have been sleeping well. Years went by, and I told my wife about this experience the other day. You see, I'd forgotten all about it till now. We decided to visit the cemetery this time. We were going to visit it during the day. I had problems trying to locate the exact location of the gravestone. I asked an employee that worked there if he knew of such a story, and he laughed and said, You mean the devil's baby? Aww. He then led us right to the gravesite. The photo on the stone marker did resemble a baby with evil eyes and maybe some teeth that didn't resemble fangs. I guess the weather had taken the toll on the photo over the years. It did indeed glow in the dark. Maybe the paper the photo was printed on exposed to sunlight had something to do with that. Or maybe, just maybe, it is the devil's baby. George, the devil's baby. Oh, oh. George. George. So if you go to um, the Newcastle Live Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, you will see this picture. Yeah, I say it does look like a George. 
And um, yes, there's very little left of this poor little bubba um, on the little plaque. And the crack in the plaque is just at that spot. Just unfortunate. Yeah, that goes straight through the mouth. Um, and it does look a little bit weird. Um, allow, having it glow in the middle of the night would make it that would be a ads. bit freaky. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, I've got a, a, we had a couple of other questions and things come through, so I might just quickly run over those as well, run over, uh, read those out. Uh, Beck said that it was really funny because she was thinking about this song, Permission to Shine, yesterday. hasn't heard it in years, and it was played tonight. There you go. There's those we- weird, wacky things that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what have we got here, Maxine? Question for you Renata yesterday I know it was windy but my sliding door closed on its own it's never done that before or could it be my friend trying to tell me something or it could be your friend you've had a lot of issues with your friend so she could have come over and um, paid you a little bit of a visit Possibly. Okay, possibly. It's very hard to tell when you're sort of not there. Did you get the <laughs> the, the, the heebie-jeebies and the goosebumps? Um, Catherine said, just a comment on the older or the younger question as um, spirits age or get younger. Why would you want to take your walker to heaven? Oh. You don't. You wouldn't need a walker. <laughs> they're, they're absolutely fine wherever they are. They yeah. are full-bodied and happy and joyous and all of those things. They do not feel any pain anymore. And I, I remember you in sometimes in the seance circles and things like that where you've said um, you, you can see that they've, they're letting you know that they're upright and they're walking and they're, they feel much better now. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, it seems to always be all about allevi- alleviating our... Um, our fears and and what what we need to hear from them yeah. that it's all okay yeah our, and spe- our, our guilt speaking of which we we haven't told people about the seance circle the new thing we're offering at no. Witch's Charm that's right it's like the mini uh, messages from spirit show that we do with uh, the tarot card readings the oracle card readings and a little bit of seance in there as well and it's just for a very small group open to the public ten people and uh, I think that we've only got one ticket left for this coming Wednesday night which will be our first one, and we're going to put some more dates up. That's correct. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, oh, Byron, is there if if there is a good or a bad ghost? Either way, a bit of poo or wee is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. oh, Deborah Ann said, when you go to Germany, are you going to see the jeweled skeletons in the Waldsassen Basilica? We're going to we're the, going to an ossuary. Yeah, so to the the bone cathedral. Yes, um, I'm not sure about that one because we're on a um, guided tour for that for for ten days with Dave. He's going to kill us by the end of it because oh, we're just going to be so naughty. We're, yeah, we're going to destroy it. <laughs> on a bus, we're going to destroy it. Let's um, let's face it. Maxine did say that she did get the feeling that she was there, so I'd go with that. Yeah. Um, who is this? Oh, Yinyamara. With regards to the baby's head. Stone, no baby is a devil until they hit the age of two. (laughs) (laughs) My daughter-in-law found this little headstone in Little Hartley. I see a face looking at. That's a really interesting one. Um, I'll show Renata that in the break. That's, Mm. That's, yeah, wow. Okay, all right. Well, um, we're going to head to a song, but uh, when we come back... I am going to be talking to you about a TV show that was shown in Britain that sent 
the BBC into a meltdown. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'd never heard of it before. Didn't you? I've told no, you about it. No, I obviously didn't yeah. listen no, again. You know, again, <laughs> again, you did not listen to nope. me. Nope. Selective hearing. <laughs> Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And welcome back. Now, don't forget, Spooky Sundays is. Um, sponsored. Sponsored by. <laughs> We're very good at doing radio ads. <laughs> sponsored by the beautiful people at Thrive Broking. So if you do need some finance without all the scary parts, ring up Emma and tell her that we have sent you and you need to get all the goss, all the information about getting some money for 2023 and getting your business started. And the kooky, spooky. Radio host sent you. Yes, yes. (laughs) Now, you have a major story. I do. um, And I'm a little bit nervous to tell it because it's a big story and I don't have that much time left to tell it. Um, But this is a a British, uh, they call it a pseudo-documentary that was on on Halloween night of 1992. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was... The, the way it was set up is they, they tried to make it look like it was a live ghost hunting show. Now, this was before the, the Most Haunted and all mm-hmm. those ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were going to a house that was supposed to be chosen by parapsychologists and uh, psychics from the Parapsychological Foundation of some form or other uh, to be recognised as the most haunted house and it had family that was involved. And uh, But in actual fact, it was pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. And it was meant to be a pseudo documentary, mm-hmm. but because of the lack of internet those days um, and the lack of being able to rewind it and play it back and uh, watch it at your own speed, uh, they—if you missed the opening where it—it it sort of said that it was uh, a bit of a pseudo documentary, or um, or if you missed the end where it listed off the characters and everything. It was that well done that people thought it was real. So let me explain a little bit to you about it. It was called Ghost Watch and it was presented in a live broadcast, but it was hosted by Michael Parkinson. Yes, yes, it was. So he's like this real super serious dude for all you young'uns who don't know who Michael Parkinson... He was so... Respected, and I I still love him to bits. I think he is amazing. Uh, It was an attempt to present concrete evidence of paranormal phenomena. Uh, They found a fictional house in Fox Hill Drive, North Holt, Greater London, and there was a family there. Now, it was a single mum with two children, Pamela, and her two daughters, Suzanne and Kim, and they're being tortured by a poltergeist that they referred to as Mr. Pipes. Now, he got the name because... They were hearing lots of banging and things in the pipes, and the mother had said at some stage or other, "Oh, that's the 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 just the pipes," mm-hmm. and so they'd call him Mister Pipes. Um, so he routinely pipes the ghost, uh, routinely possesses and harms Suzanne, which was the eldest daughter, and he's said to dwell in the house's payment basement, which is referred to as the glory hole. <laughs> 
<laughs> that should give it away. Should that, have, that should have given it away. But that means something very different here in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Don't search it on the internet, people. Do not. So... They had Parkinson, who was back in the studio, and the idea was they were doing live crosses to the house. Uh, He had an expert in there with him um, who was a psychologist who was studying the 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 phenomena and she had written a book mm-hmm. and you know they were publicizing the book mm-hmm. and everything during the show uh and they also had Mike Smith who was on the call so you could call in mm-hmm. if you saw something during the show or you wanted to report your ghost story or if anything was happening in your house whilst this was happening um and Mike's wife Sarah who was apparently a children's host on a lot of children's tv shows Sarah Green was at the host with the family they also had a uh, comedian there um who was in Red Dwarf. He was one of the funny guys in Red Dwarf. So it was a bit weird that they had this comedian guy in there and apparently he drove everyone nuts. But anyway, um, at first the broadcast is going along. It seems harmless. There's nothing really much happening. Um, the, like the, the comedic guy jumped out of a cupboard and tried to scare everyone and the kids were laughing and... Um, then they they started to hear a few bangs and things. And then there was a puddle of water that was found on the floor. It was like a perfect circle of water. And they couldn't explain where that had come from. Uh, but they had... They, they heard these bangs and things going on mm-hmm. and they went and tracked it down and it was Suzanne, the eldest daughter. She was sitting there banging on pipes and things like pretending that it was the ghost. And after Parkinson saw this back live in the studio, they've gone, well, this is all a hoax. You know, we've, mm-hmm. we've got national TV here and um, this is just ridiculous. But then Suzanne disappeared and they go, where's Suzanne? We can't find her. And so then they stayed online watching and they found Suzanne sort of hiding behind a couch and she was had scratches in her arms and a face and she started to speak in a demonic voice. Oh. Oh. But also at some stage in the early part, there were people reporting. They were ringing in and saying, we saw a man standing in the bedroom where the girls were. Mm -hmm. And there was photos very similar to the Enfield poltergeist Mm -hmm. of the girls with things flying around their room. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. uh, So this, this figure would pop up every now and then. People were ringing up the phone line and reporting that paranormal incidents were happening in their homes as they were watching this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they started to interview people outside of the house when this live cross was happening. Um, and they reported somebody, uh, one of the neighbours said there was someone called Mother Seddens, who was a Victorian baby farmer who murdered children. Apparently they used to do something horrible. And yeah, Anyway, so she was known as the local boogeyman. Uh, they got an anonymous phone call from uh, what they called Pipes's probation officer. <laughs> it turned out that Pipes's name was Raymond Tunstall and used to live in that house. Mm-hmm. And he was a disturbed pedophile who believed he was possessed by Seddons. No, hang on, is that right? Oh, yeah, that he was possessed by Mother Seddons. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ended up unaliving himself, because we're not allowed to say the other word we mm-hmm. are, but mm-hmm. he hanged himself in the glory hole. Right. Um, 
and he'd locked himself down there with all these cats. Right. Problem oh, being, yes, problem being, they didn't bit. find his bottom yes. body for twelve days. Yes. So the cats had to live on something. Yes. So they ate him. Yep. Hmm. So Suzanne disappears again. Mm-hmm. And the house starts to get more dangerous. There's things starting to happen in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, they they can hear Suzanne calling out from the cellar. They can hear the cry of cats. All of a sudden, a mirror flies off the wall. One of the sound techs falls to the ground, faints with a slash on his head, and um, the TV host goes over to the door and opens up the door to find out where Suzanne is to bring her out. Mm-hmm. And as you up the door you see a bit of the the ghost that's in there the pipes mr pipes and um she steps in to go and get the girl out and of course gets pulled into the hole the door slams shut um they lose the feed um there's absolute (laughs) chaos um they go back to the studio the studio is going what the hell's going on and in the meantime there's light starting to explode in the studio Mm -hmm. the um uh parapsychologist is going we've just created a seance loop circle for this entity to to feed off the whole of England. We've just created, and of course, now you start to see this ghost in studio with Michael Parkinson, um, and everyone goes running out except him, and super serious Michael Parkinson, standing there, and he just starts to go glassy-eyed, and the camera goes past him with nobody on it, and he's chanting a nursery rhyme, and then all of a sudden, he starts speaking in a demonic voice. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. The show shuts down and the credits roll. Yep. Do you want to come back after the song to finish Yeah, I can give you some more after this because I've got to tell you what happens. Let's leave this as a cliffhanger until we come back. Mm -hmm. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. Right, let's get back to this story, Anne, because we left it at a cliffhanger. Oh, nothing like a cliffhanger. Oh, nothing like a cliffhanger. Oh, all right. I think Dallas cliffhanger, yeah. No. All right, so people were calling in on the standard BBC line. They'd put up the number, which was 081 mm-hmm. There's got to be something with the numerology in that. So if the callers got through... They would have um, spoken to – there were actual five people taking taking the calls and the first thing they'd say is, th- just remember this is a dramatic presentation. It's not real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some people would get the answering machine sort of thing if mm-hmm. the line was busy saying, uh, please remember that this is not a – a true documentary it is a dramatization but unfortunately the lines melted down with thousands of people calling mm-hmm. and the the phone system didn't cope so what they were getting was uh, an engaged tone or no connection uh, which then made people think that the studio at BBC had been taken over mm-hmm. and they really believed that it just added to the whole thing, thinking that it was really real. Mm-hmm. Uh, so originally this whole thing was meant to be a six-part episode. It would have been more obvious that it was a um, 
a dramatization, but they just decided to try this new format, which was really it was groundbreaking at the time for what came after it. Yes. Uh, but there was a big fallout from what happened. So first off, they had over a million people either praise them for doing such an amazing job or criticize them and say that they all should be sacked Mm -hmm. for the trauma that they had put upon a nation. Now, they they aired this at 9.30 at night on Halloween. Mm -hmm. Of course, everyone wants to watch a scary movie on Halloween. Absolutely. Um, They want to be scared out of their wits. But the thing is, they want to be scared knowing that it's um, a Hollywood movie or something. They don't want to be scared thinking this is really happening to someone right now. Mm -hmm. It's too real. Oh, there was also, they had, um, like, the uh, paranormal investigators there, they had um, motion detectors, temperature sensors, covert cameras that were set up. And, I mean, if you look at it, there was different camera angles of things happening, which sort of gives it away that it was not a static cam Mm -hmm. um, running the whole thing. But, yeah, Uh, so they also had a thermographic camera, which was a big thing back then. Mm -hmm. Um, So when they lost the lights at the end of the show, they were using that camera to, to show where people were. Uh, so, yeah, the phenomena was temperatures changing, which was a standard thing yes. that would happen. Um, the water that appeared on the living room carpet, the scratches that appeared on Susan's face, the banging noises, the um, the possession of Susan. Uh, there was uh, in the studio back where Michael was, there was the wind whipped up through the studio. There was bits and pieces that were thrown around the studio. Uh, and they had disembodied voices. There was cat sounds coming out through there. Uh, but some people were that disturbed by this. Like There was kids that got up and watched it that should not have watched it. There was parents that allowed 10-year-olds to yeah, watch it. Yep, yep. And we know that happens nowadays. They, and they always said, oh, but my child's special. No, they're, they're, they're kids. Let them be kids. There was an 18-year-old factory worker by the name of Martin Denham who suffered from learning disabilities and had the mental age of 13. He took his own life five days after the program aired. The family um, home had suffered with a faulty central heating system which had caused the pipes to knock. Oh, no. So he... In his head, linked that to the same thing as what he was seeing on the TV show, and that freaked him out. Mm -hmm. He left a suicide note saying, "Um, if there are ghosts, I will be with you always as a ghost. (sighs) Apparently, the poor boy became hypnotized and obsessed by the program, and um, he he couldn't separate the reality from, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. though he was told. Um, There was also a minister that rang in to complain saying that they had actually released a demon Mm -hmm. um their energy that they had created by this this dreadful show had released a demon into the world and three women complained they'd gone into labor early (laughs) yes yeah but if you think about the amount of people that were watching there was also people saying that there was activity in their homes like for real Mm -hmm. now the people they interviewed on the streets um during the live Mm -hmm. were actors Mm -hmm. the people who were ringing up and were 
passed through to the hosts in studio were actors. Mm -hmm. Some of these actors were well-known actors Mm -hmm. and people would have recognised their faces if they'd thought about it. Um, A part of the problem came with the the lady that was the host on in the live location because she was uh hosting children's shows many parents thought oh well this is okay because she's there Mm -hmm. so it must be okay for kids but no uh ghost watch actually induced post-traumatic stress disorder in children Yep. And they had 10-year-old boys that were diagnosed with it. There was another, once they reported about it, there was another four cases in children aged between 11 and 14. And this is why we have to protect the young ones that parents are saying, but my child's special, they love these shows, they know all about it. We need to protect them because the reality is they can't separate fact from fiction at uh, this very early stage. But, um, I'm sorry, I've probably eaten up most of your segment there that's okay Uh, but we can get back to i want you to think about this right so we've from this there was a very famous tv show that spun off out of it and the similarities between ghost watch and this show are quite Mm -hmm. astounding Mm -hmm. um most haunted. Most haunted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they would be running around in low light, um, and they had the presenter, the lovely lady presenter, who was shrieking every five minutes and jumping. Uh, they have crew members that faint. Yes. Um, they have flamboyant mediums with seancey voices when they get possessed, and they have, as they said in this article, a preposter, a high hit rate a ridiculous rate of hits for a ghost hunt in one night yep 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 and they even rounded off by having a parapsychologist in there as well Mm -hmm. who tries to make sense of everything Mm -hmm. so it it was actually a um a marker for a change in the way people watched this sort of stuff yep it was a catalyst really wasn't it yep and if you think um, now um, in England, uh, and we've been there a couple of times, how mm. many places are haunted and how many places sell that fame on, yeah. on the haunts that are there, yeah. complete opposite to Australia, um, and allow that storytelling, allow that stuff to just be in the psyche of people. You uh, will read about a site and um, it will. a lot of people will say, well, is it haunted? Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Would you like to stay the night? It costs extras to stay in the haunted room. Yes, it does. I know at Stanley Park and um, uh, the Estes... What is it? The 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 Stanley Hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to stay in the Stephen King room or the other famous rooms that are haunted, that's a big ticket on those rooms. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a um. Mm. We might have to do a. Deal, um, <laughs> we might have to do a true hauntings on that story. On this one, mm. yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, and still, after all of these years, a lot of people have not heard about it. Mm. Uh, many of you that are listening tonight may. Um, have heard about Ghost Watch for the very first time. Yeah, let us know if this is the first yeah. time you've heard about it. Zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. Or have you seen it? And what do you think of it? Mm. Let us know. Yeah, my my story might we might be able to scrape it in after um, this next song. So we'll see how we go. If not, it'll just be next week. But we shall see. 
Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Thrive Broking, flexible finance solutions for individuals and small business. And welcome back to our final few minutes of our very first episode for 2023. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Uh, but we haven't finished quite yet. Um, we're going to introduce a, a segment um, towards the end of each show, and it's it's to do a little bit with what appears in the newspapers and how that filters through to some of the ghost stories that we talk about, and especially the stories that we highlight on our True Hauntings podcast. And this week we did a podcast on a place in England called Canuck Chase, and uh, Kenneth Chase is famous for every single type of paranormal and supernatural thing that is out there. It all seems to come from this little spot in England. And the stories are just absolute nuts. So if you want to listen to that podcast, look for True Hauntings by Anne and Renata, um, and Frightfully Good. And um, this one is episode number 102, and it's about Canuck Chase. But I'm going to now read a newspaper article that appeared just in November last year about a sighting at this particular spot. It's a forest in Staffordshire. And it's about two teenagers who recall the terrifying encounter with one of these spirits that sort of inhabit this area. And this was the black-eyed child at Staffordshire Forest. Now, the young couple claimed a ghostly girl encircled their tent while giggling and moving in ways humans simply can't move to hide behind the trees. My question is, why would they be in a haunted forest in a tent at night is this the couple the the pair that uh, was during covid and they snuck out so they could see each other it was a boyfriend and a girlfriend yeah probably so there have been sightings of her around connect chase since the 1980s reports of birmingham live while some dismiss the claims others believe it is a tormented soul of a young girl who was murdered in the area during the 1960s and some even convinced it's an alien or demon now kylie and ben say they saw the ghoul at Birch's Valley during the summer of 2021. There is a picture on Newcastle Live Radio Facebook community page. It's up there now and you can have a look at the picture of the uh, little girl that they took. The The two teenagers whose names have been changed to protect their identity had been separated due to the COVID pandemic, so decided to camp legally together in the middle of the forest. The youngsters who were 17, or traumatised forever, at the time recounted their ordeal to supernatural investigator and author Lee Brinkley, who's written a book. No, he's written four books now. Their tale is featured in his new book, Haunted Canuck Chase, True Ghost Stories from the UK's Spookiest Location. It was around midnight when the teens heard something moving around outside their tent. Thinking it could be a deer, they remained still and quiet, not wishing to spook it. But when they realised they could hear foot Steps, they unzipped the tent to take a peek. No, 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 never, never, <laughs> never, 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 never. Both campers heard the sound of a small child giggling, so they turned on their torches, lighting up the dark woodland to try and find the source. 
Ben spotted it first, running from tree to tree, hiding itself behind the trunks and occasionally peering out towards the couple (laughs) before finally stepping out into the clearing in front of them. Kyle said, I was absolutely terrified. (laughs) I'd read the stories in the news about the black-eyed child, but it wasn't until the thing stood right in front of me that I could quite believe them. I knew instantly that we were dealing with the real thing because it moved in ways humans simply can't Oh, that would have been creepy. It was like it could teleport from one place to another when it was moving around and hiding behind the trees. Now, imagine imagine you're looking out into that forest and this thing is moving around going flit, 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 flit. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, behind you in the tent... You hear? <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's a movie. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, ben added, "I was shining my torch right at her, and she just stood there staring at us with her head slightly dipped." I like you. That's when the giggling started to get louder and louder. It really sounded like it was coming from all around us, even though I could see she was right in front of us. It was really disorientating for a few seconds. Then she bent down for a moment as if to adjust her shoes, stood back up and ran off down a nearby path through a dense section of trees. The frightened pair huddled together in their tent, waiting for the sun to rise. I wouldn't be waiting. When they came outdoors at 7 a.m., they found piles of stones evenly spaced around the perimeter of their tent and strange stick formations hanging from the trees which looked like dream catchers. I wonder if she was protecting them. Mm. Or something else was protecting them from her. Yes, yes. Slightly shaken, they packed up and started the 15-minute walk back to Ben's car. Suddenly, Kylie spotted a small child with black eyes peering back at her from behind an oak tree and screamed. Ben said he shouted, leave us alone, as the pair ran off towards his vehicle. Author Lee has been looking into the spooky goings-on at Canuck Chase for the last decade and has released four books about his findings. We've got three of them that were sent to us by one of our our beautiful followers. Uh, And I won't read any more of that because we need to go. We do because we've got a big song before the news. Yep. Um, But yes, that's going to be our our latest segment. Yeah. Um, And again, if you want to uh, hear what we think about Canic Chase, um, it is episode 102. It is out now and it's on the True Hauntings podcast. 102. Wow. On Spotify and iTunes and where all good podcasts can be listened to, just like Spooky Sundays. And Diary of a Ghost Hunter. Yes, yes. <laughs> now we've got uh, a few tours and things coming up. We will post them up onto Newcastle Ghost Tours and Anne and Renata Frightfully Good. Become There's a one friend. next Saturday at Grossman House and yes. Bruff House. Mm-hmm. You get two houses for the price of one. Absolutely. With us two gorgeous broads. But we need to go. We're going to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and we'll see you next week. <gasps> Stay spooky. And be frightfully good. Bye. See you on the dark side. Bye. Most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts. But sometimes the facts don't give us the answer. So it's time to call in Anne and Renata. Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable, sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.